shall we pray? In the words of Mrs. Ruby Gooding, this is a praying time. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I thank you for your grace. I'm hearing something that's I should not be hearing. It's loud and it should not be right here. Go ahead and get that going. Holy Father God, thank you for reminding me of those things. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for another miraculous day. And hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold uh, blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, help the people here to pray, for most people are not inclined to pray, even in church. Uh, The religious crowd uh, who are lost but not saved and not saved, uh, the thing that they hate to do the most is pray. The thing they hate to do second most is witness. And uh, Holy Father God, we know that you know your own. So Holy Father God, I cannot thank you enough for this miraculous day and all that you have done, all that you have accomplished in answer to prayer. As the old saints used to say, you may not come when we think you ought to come, but you are always right on time. And we remember the prayer of Daniel, how that you, he prayed, but there was uh, interference. Uh, Satan was attacking his answer from you. And so, Lord, uh, tonight we know and we're going to talk about how that you are a good, good father and you want Uh, to answer the prayers of your children who are born again and saved. One of the great benefits of being a born-again Christian. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you and help everyone else to do the same for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings in the midst of great turmoil and tribulation and troubles and trials and temptations and tests. 
Lord, I, for one, thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. Help everybody else to get to that point. Uh, for it is tough right now. Uh, but Lord, help everybody to remember your good right hand of blessing down through the years. Uh, that we fouled up. That we messed up with our foolishness in the church. Our pride, hypocrisy, and lostness in playing church. We messed it up. And uh, so we need to remember that. And uh, as I have uh, done myself and I have shared with others, Lord, you have taught me to share with others and taught me in my own life that uh, when we do wrong and uh, evil, do not be surprised at the punishment. Rather, focus on the evil that brought about the punishment. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your chastising hand because I know that your chastisement comes from your love just as much as the blessings come. And so, Lord, help us not to forget your blessings while we're going through chastisement and hardship and pain. Uh, people are running out of gas on the side of the road trying to go to work to pay for gas. And so, Lord, we haven't seen it like this in our generations, the past two or three generations. Uh, but here we are. And uh, uh, in the grocery stores today, when you, back in the day, provided us cheap food, before we sin so grossly in your sight in the church and this month so-called homosexual pride month being the worst Lord help us to remember those days when Walmart spaghetti sauce was 99 cent one dollar at the most great value Lord, help us to remember those days. And help us, Lord, to understand that we have brought this pain on. Where you can't buy three or four now. You have to buy two and settle for that. And, uh, Lord, we give you the glory, praise, and honor for the high-handed glorious, blessed days of the past. Help us to remember those days. We may never see them again, and Lord, you know we don't deserve to see them again. For the truth of the matter is, everybody in the church and outside of the church deserves nothing but hell. And Lord God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who are blood-washed, born-again, and saved Christians, deep down on the inside, people, the people who have sinned troubles us. Not just everybody else's sin, that's the heart of a hypocrite, but our sin troubles us immediately. It bothers us. It takes away our joy. Little by little, depending on the situation and the sins, it literally chips away at our joy depending on what is going on. And there's some things that we do that steals our joy completely. 
because our fellowship is broken with you because you are a real person and you have the same feelings and emotions and sense of betrayal and everything else that we do. We don't, many people don't think so, Lord, that you are real and you're the one, you, you have the same emotions and feelings and thoughts that uh, 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 we have when people offend us. And we offend you in the trillions, unfortunately. And so, Holy Father God, we individually and collectively hopefully confess our sins, our failures, our faults, all unrighteous and all ungodly acts for those of us who are saved. We thank you that we can come to your throne of grace and ask for forgiveness. For you have invited us to come boldly to your throne of grace, and you said that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And that also means, Lord, if we're not willing to confess our sins and agree with you about our ugly ways, nasty attitudes, bad spirits, hatefulness, pride, rebelliousness, intentionally trying to sabotage your work, grieving and quenching your Holy Spirit, lust, pornography watching, bad attitudes, hatefulness, meanness, pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness in the church and in the lives of your people. Lord, for those of us who are truly born again, those things bother us and we have no interest in continuing in them. Contrary to the so-called evangelical and Christian thought of today, that a person can continue in sin and be considered a born-again one. And that is just not the case. That's not biblical at all. And Lord, we pray that you would crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh even tonight. Fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, help the people who are tuning in some coming from other churches, some who only come here, uh, Lord, to pray, for they will miss their blessing if they do not pray uh, themselves. For Lord, I know it sounds kind of trite, but it is something that is very true. Just a little talk with Jesus makes things right and all right. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost uh, in the church, religious but lost. I used to be that way. I know how blind a person can be in that. I was totally blind and in the church, in multiple churches, because, Lord, as you know, we as black folks, we don't end our memberships in churches. We just stay with multiple churches. We just go from church to church. Baptist and Pentecostal holiness, disciples of Christ. Lord, uh, I had membership in all of those churches growing up. And on Sunday, Lord, as you know, we spent all day in church and then came back for BTU, Baptist Training Union, and had food on the ground at 3 o'clock, a singing, and everything else. But I was lost. And all of the other people were lost as well, for the most part. Lost and on our way to the devil's hell and didn't even know it. Religious. Singing in the choir. Doing Easter plays. 
dressing up every Sunday, uh, being uh, usher on on the youth usher board, and all of that, but lost, Lord, and didn't even know I was going to hell. So we got, and Lord, this has multiplied. The whites and the blacks, the red and yellows, are saying it today. Uh, in every denomination, people are just lost. Anybody who thinks that they can continue in sin without uh, any conviction is lost and on their way to a devil's hell. Please open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and Lord, I pray for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, and for the salvation of all people in our family, uh, and uh, on both sides. And I do pray that you would open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls in the church. And then save the irreligious as well across the country and around the globe. Uh, Lord, have your gospel to go forward and speak to the hearts of those who are lost before it is eternally too late. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would revive those who are saved. I also pray, Lord, tonight, as the devil is busy in working hard against your work, and, Lord, as I face persecution, Lord, uh, from the outside and attacks uh, from the outside and from the inside and from, the, from even my own family, uh, people who I warned for years that they have a Judas spirit. My wife has a Judas spirit. I have some children who have a Judas spirit and other family members who have far worse than a Judas spirit uh, and uh, who uh, do just like Judas and betray the work and betray the ministry and, uh, and so forth. It is a demonic, satanic Judas spirit and so Lord I do pray that you will cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas by your almighty power out of my wife's life and out of the lives of others in our family that has adopted and have that same spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would break it for their own good, for there's nothing like a proud Judas spirit which will end up backfiring on them and destroying them. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would open the eyes of the blind even in the church and outside of the church. And Lord, I pray that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from my wife and from our family, the devil is very mad at us for the work that you've led me to have our family to do in the world. And uh, you have used our family more than, sad to say, Lord, some uh, larger organizations and even churches. 
And we thank you, Lord, for the impact that you have had through just one family. There are other families who have done the same. And uh, Holy Father God, we thank you for what you can do with just a few people. And the devil's mad about it. He's extremely angry, and his attack is afoot. And so, Lord, I pray that you would throttle it and stop it uh, in its tracks. And, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, so that your holy gospel can continue to go forward and your holy word can continue to be preached, the whole counsel of it. And, Lord, I uh, pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving around the world in this nation, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. Uh, Lord, receive all glory to your name, for we are unworthy to try to even give you glory. And lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, thank you for blessing us to be in a real prayer meeting. Not just talking about prayer, but actually praying. And Lord, uh, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we pray now over our prayer list, I know it is boring to many, but not to the blood-bought, born-again, saved Christian people, because they know this is where the power is. They know that through prayer, miracles happen. Uh, you do great things in the earth through feeble people, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And so, Lord, I do pray now and help everyone here to pray over the names and the people that they are supposed to pray over, those who are participating with us, uh, who are on Gospel Light House of Prayer. They can pray over the prayer list as well. And uh, we pray together. Lord God in heaven, the devil hates prayer. That's all right. We're used to this. Go ahead and take care of that right there. Holy Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege and the power and the peace that comes through prayer. And Lord, we know that the devil hates prayer. And so we know that we are doing the right thing. Holy Father God, we pray together for over three million souls to come to know your Savior through this ministry alone. We pray for millions more to get saved through the Billy Graham Evangelistic Outreach and other ministries. We pray for the revival of your church. Even though, Lord, I have to be honest, I, I, I do not, I'm not quite sure that you want me to even pray for that now. 
But Lord, let your will be done. I'm trying to fulfill all righteousness in prayer. We pray, Lord, for the healing of the families, so-called Christian families. We pray for the healing, for the salvation of other families. We pray for the healing of this wicked nation. I'm not too sure, Lord, if you want me to even pray that now, but I'm, I'm going to continue to pray uh, until I get clarity on that. We pray for your blessings and guidance for all uh, pastors and church servants and missionaries. We pray, Lord, for the salvation, leadership, and wisdom for the president and for all governmental officials who run this country and all other countries. Allow me to pause here. Is sound good? Sound is good? Okay. Uh, Daniqua Grace, let us know if everything's coming in well. Uh, uh, contact our technician. We pray, Holy Father God, for all Christians who are being persecuted around the world. And Lord, even now it is hitting home. And so I thank you, Lord, for counting me worthy. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would protect people from the Ebola, Zika, and coronavirus patient, uh, plagues, rather. We pray, Lord, for the Rohingya refugees and all refugees that you will provide for them and lead them and guide them and direct them. Uh, Lord, who knows, we may be refugees one day. Uh, so Lord, help us not just to look at our news programs and, and shake our heads and say, tisk tisk. We pray, Lord, for the better Israel people group to receive the gospel and the help they need to get out of their bad situation. We thank you for hearing the prayers of millions for Asia Bibi, Andrew Brunson, Miriam Ibrahim, Saeed Abedini, and many others. We pray for all migrants from South America, Middle East. We understand nearly 10,000 people are marching up here. Those of us in America, born in America, we don't, we don't have an idea what that is all about marching from country to country, walking from country to country. So, Lord, uh, we pray for those in Africa as well. We pray for the people that England is sending to Rwanda. Lord, I don't understand what is happening there, but you do. Comfort these people, provide for these people, bless these people with a good and safe place to stay and food to eat, and most of all, the gospel. Lord, continue to bless and use Samaritan's Purse and other organizations, uh, World Vision as well. And Lord, uh, to help the people. We pray also, Lord, that you'll bless and anoint and prosper all ministries connected to Gospelite Society uh, International and Gospelite House of Prayer. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless and anoint all podcasts and use them for your glory your praise and your honor and uh, help daniel ezekiel to move forward properly regarding that and lord we pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil his demons and his hosts 
Lord, from every aspect of ministry. And Lord, we pray that you would protect your gospel, protect your ministry, protect your word as it has gone off and out in the world and around the world. Lord God in heaven, we pray for Marie Grace. We pray for the people on the prayer list. And we pray for thousands who have, um, we have prayed for and who have sent in prayer requests. Here and answer their prayers. Here and answer our prayers for them. And we pray, Lord, tonight for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, Lord, upon them all. Still today, thank you for giving us the privilege, to, the privilege to pray for these people individually and for their needs multiple times, and we thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer, so much so that whenever the, many of the people have a, another need, they, of course, pray for themselves and they ask us to join them. What a privilege and what an honor. And Lord, we pray for Marie Grace. Please place the blood of Jesus in strongest angelic protection over her life. Deliver her neighborhood from gangs, witchcraft, and the occult. Help her to recover from damage caused by storms and tornadoes. We pray for Patrick. Deliver him from putting things before you. Please save his soul and give him assurance of his salvation. We pray, Lord, for Tammy. Please bless her with her own house. We pray for Pastor Bushibi, and we pray with him. And we praise you with him. Thank you, Lord, for souls saved and people healed and delivered at their church meetings. Please guide Robert on whether to partner with the Rotary Club, Bungoma, Kenya. Please bless Melanie's doctor's appointment and heal Timothy completely. Please bless them with a water well, enable them to register church properties with the government, deliver them from economic hardships, bless them with peaceful elections, bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusades. Bless them as they fast and pray. We pray, Lord, for Maris, for Jason, Michelle, and their families to get saved. Restore their relationships with Tekla and Amaris and help them to follow your direction. And Holy Father God, we pray for Cecil. Please protect them as they travel to a family reunion and bless the Sunday school and worship service. Help them all to return to their homes as new creatures in Christ Jesus. We pray, Lord, for Vicki. Please heal Christy Carson, a nurse who is in heart failure after giving birth to twins. And Lord, we pray for uh, Jensen. Please destroy the works of Satan in his life and give him abundant life. Completely deliver him from all evil spirits and witchcraft. Help him not to feel lonely. 
give him healing, health, prosperity, and the Holy Spirit's anointing in his mind. Lord, do all of that for all of us. We pray for his soul, body, and life. Give him complete healing in his mind and thoughts. Bless him with a good job and house. Protect him from the coronavirus. We pray for Jillian. Please give her guidance, direction, purpose. Show her what her calling is. Give her wisdom, confidence, support, and new opportunities regarding lifestyle and all relationships. Protect her from spiritual attacks. Deliver her from unclean spirits and any curses. Help her to be closer, connected to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for Vicki, for your perfect will to be done in her life and in Brian's life. We pray for Raphael. Please strengthen him in Fort Worth, Texas, my dear brother. Sean as well. And we commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those who got saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry, and from this pulpit. The power of your word, the power of your gospel is on display in the world. <clears throat> for only you can take your gospel message and speak to the hearts of people in such a way and make a grown man and a grown woman believe in you. And so, Lord, we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. And there's no way that we can explain how you do that. It is a mystery. And, Lord, we pray for a few by name, Edwin Satara, out of the thousands who have gotten saved. M.C. Copland, Santo Domingo, Edwin Satara, Nairobi, Kenya, Jennifer Bieber, Alex Amboka in Nairobi, Kenya, O.K. Bright in Kamasi, Ghana, Alex Furlan, the Republic of Kazakhstan, Vijay Purumandala in Hyderabad, India, Sorel Botha, in South Africa, John Jr. in Haiti, Angelica Campos in Peru, Lloyd Yong Thang in Vietnam, and uh, Lord, we pray for Oladel and Oladel Asana as well, and Vera Korusha in Moscow, Russia. And Lord, we pray now for some people who have uh, rededicated their lives to you. We pray for Kenneth in Kamal, Kenneth Kamal rather, in Kenya, Renzi Thomas in Saudi Arabia, Elizabeth Palmera in Colombia, Manny Abara in Tucson, Arizona, Colleen Cohen in Saskatchewan, Canada. Angelita Juanitas, Ioannia Ramos in Guarico, Ruth Norwood in Mississippi, Maria in Bogota, Colombia, uh, William in Colorado, 
Jose in Bolivia. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done, and we pray for all of the ones we did not call out by name as well in the same way. Help them all to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for a sake. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, please stand for the reading of God's holy word. As we're moving right along with message number 488 in the Praying Through the Bible long-running series. As I want to preach, please turn your Bibles to Romans 8.15. As I want to preach in your hearing, praying to God as Father. And may I say, He is a good, good Father, and you ought to pray to Him. He loves you more than your mother. He loves you more than your father. He loves you more than all of your family combined. And so contrary to the philosophy of the lying world, family is not everything because family can't be everything. Only God can be everything. And I believe that people who say that, they're ignorant of God's salvation and they're ignorant of how powerful God is. God is the one who created your family. Uh, you are not to make your family an idol. Uh, your family can betray you and turn on you and will do so. The devil has his cohorts who will pay them money to do so. So don't be shocked by that. But God will never betray you. Jesus will never betray you. Uh, they will always, God will always have your back. Jesus will always have your back as long as you uh, do right by him. Confess your sins and repent as a child of God. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 15 Evidently, this is one that we kind of skipped over. And so we're going to go back and do this. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again, to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your anointed word. Grant me now your energy, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach and to teach your holy word in such a way that it would burn in the hearts of your people and help them to understand that we have a Father in you indeed. 
and that we ought to pray to you constantly. We ought to pray to you without ceasing. You have invited us to do so. And uh, I am a living witness, Lord, as you know, that, Lord, we can even pray what some people would call dry prayers, where there's not much emotion, uh, not much noise, no shaking and shaking people's hands off and all of that. Just faith prayers where you don't feel anything. You don't see anything. You don't feel anything sometimes. Lord, I know that's unusual for religious people, but it is true. You, 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 you want us to get to the point that we don't have to see anything or feel a tingle down our spine or, or, or do something extraordinary. Just simply have faith in you and trust in you. I marvel at the power of prayer to you, my Holy Father. The song is right. You are a good, good Father. The songwriter took simple words and made a powerful statement and a powerful song. It's a very simple song, but very powerful, for there's nothing like uh, having a Father like you. So, Lord, help us to rest in that, no matter what is going on in the world. Help us to trust in you, have faith in you, and prove that faith by praying to you and trusting in you for our needs and the good things that we desire. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. in the house of the Lord. Dr. George Herbert said, prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. You are to talk to your heavenly father like that. Every day in the morning throughout the day without ceasing and at night before you go to bed. How many of you have learned down through the years, I know some of you sweet charismatics probably would not agree, but how many of you have learned that it's best and is good and is right and proper to pray in the morning to your heavenly Father before you uh, really get into anything else or say anything else to anybody in the morning time. Let me tell you husbands out there, the best thing that you can do with your wife, yes, have sex with her, that's fine, it's, it's a wonderful thing. But you need to pray with your wife and your children every morning. And, 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 and don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Now, I don't know why men and women get all messed up. 
about prayer and spirituality and sex. It all goes together if you're a child of God. Okay? These, these things ought to be done and the others ought not to be left undone. Because if you do that, you're going to create problems for yourself, your marriage, your family, and for yourself. In fact, it is a crime and probably will end up being a crime for a man or a woman who they are married and they have a spouse and they go to work not prayed up and not sexed up. It's a crime. I've said this, the prayer part for years. Both and. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh, preacher, pastor, you are not to say anything about sex from the pulpit. Why not? Why, why do you think it's something dirty and bad? Why is your mind in the gutter? Huh? You need to pray and ask God to deliver you from temptation. You need to take care of business at home so that when you get to the job or you get to the school or you get to wherever you're going, you're not tempted because you're satisfied spiritually with God, your Father, and with your spouse. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. We're going to pray in a minute, but you need to take care of both ends in your marriage and in your family. Pray with your wife, pray with your children. That's the best thing you can do. First thing in the morning, or the other thing as well, before prayer time. There's nothing wrong with that. Both things are spiritual. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as a vestibule to this passage, allow me to share with you what the BKC says about it. In contrast with the control of sin, which enslaves to the point of fear, Mm -hmm. See, sin controls you to the point of fear. You become anxious and fearful and worried. Sin, in the words of one uh, prophet, makes you stupid. Fearing things you ought not to be fearing. Worrying about things you ought not to be worried. Some of you people are worry warts. You know why? Because your heart is not right with God. You're not prayed up with your Father. And, and let me just tell you something. Like the night time comes, fear will come if you don't stay in prayer to God. If you don't pray without ceasing. I had a preacher friend. He's dead and gone now on up to heaven, I believe. He and I both got saved the same day. We didn't even know each other. He told me he hated when the night time came. He was always the life of the party. 
very gregarious individual. And uh, he hated when the night time. He 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 hated it. He hated being alone. Very gregarious, extroverted person. I'm an introverted person. I love being alone. I have so much going on inside of me. I, I love being alone. It don't bother me at all. And by the way, in the church, pastors, you have extroverted people and you have introverted people. Leave the introverted people alone. They'll come to you if they want to. They, they, they're fine. They're serving the Lord. And they, they love Jesus. And uh, they may not shout and backslap and slap hands like others. Don't worry about it. They're still saved. Leave them alone. If they come at all. so And with the new things going on today online, they won't be coming back. I can assure you that. Anyway. To the point of fear. Sin will control you and mess with you to the point of fear. Sin enslaves you. Believers have received the spirit of sonship. God is our Father. And you can go to him at any time. And he delights. I don't understand it. I don't know why he delights in us talking to him and praying to him. And, and, and he doesn't mind you talking to him. Now, you, those of us who are black folks, we don't be complaining to God about too much of anything. Now, the, my white brother, they like to complain and ask God's questions. <laughs> We don't do that. We just pray and ask for help. My white brothers, they be complaining. Why is this? And why is that? And Lord, what about this? Lord, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask you this. All kind of crazy stuff like that. Most black folk, we don't do stuff like that. We just thank God we're saved. And and uh, uh, and we get a chance to pray to God and ask him for some gas money and some uh, I told you all a while back now how, 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 how black folks approach the gas tank we don't approach the gas tank like the white folks we already know how much we're going to put in the tank it doesn't matter what, how many gallons that means nothing to us white folks uh, they'll go ahead and pour that card out and run up $200 to fill the tank and cuss my soul. Boy, I tell you what, that Biden is something else. And uh, we, are, we don't have those conniption fits. We already know we're going to put $10 in and that's it. We already know what we're going to put in. $20 at the most. Okay. It's already set. We're by one gallon. For four dollars and almost five dollars, it don't bother us. We want that needle to move off of Egypt, yes, sir. Because so we, we, we're not going to be caught dead running out of gas. No, we got to go, do. no, do. no, sir, no, ma'am. I, but I got to see that needle get out of Egypt, hmm, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, so we're not interested in filling the tank. For what? I might get raptured. Man, I don't want to get raptured with a full tank of gas. And we're not going far anyway. 
So we already know what we 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 already know what we're gonna do at the gas tank. So it's not a problem. Doesn't matter what how many gallons, uh, how much the gallon costs. What we're looking at is Egypt. That needle going down, away from Egypt. We can go this much. We can get back home. We find. Now the word translated sonship means placing as a son and is frequently translated adoption. We have been grafted in whether you like it or not. We have been adopted in. We don't deserve what Jesus Christ has done for the whole world. But we're just like uh, all of the other uh, sons of God and daughters of God. Believers are adopted sons and daughters. So they need not be enslaved to sin or in fear. By the way, are you enslaved in sin? There's something wrong if you've been saved a while and yet you're still enslaved in sin. We have, uh, from what I understand, a new Southern Baptist Convention president. He's better than the last one for sure. And I hope I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give him a chance to correct this statement. But I understand that he believes that uh, a homosexual can be saved while they're continuing in their homosexuality. And then someone extrapolated that out, uh, kind of like a racist can be saved as long as, you know, he believed in the Lord. And he can stay a racist. An adulterer, an adulteress can stay an adulteress and, and an adulterer and be saved. A drunkard can be saved and continue as a drunkard. Uh, I think not. That's not what the Bible teaches. See, Now, a person may struggle with something in his early months and years of salvation, but if the person is born again, here's what I know. You can't stay that way. God is not going to let you stay that way. And see, that kind of theology, that kind of sortiology, as they call the doctrine of salvation, has damned souls to hell, and that's why one uh, of the presidential candidates said most people in the church, in the Southern Baptist Church today, believe that they are Christians, but they're not. Your life will change, my beloved, once you get saved. You're not going to stay in your sins because God is going to trouble you. Because he bought you with the price. I cannot explain the ins and outs of that or the details of that. All I know is the Holy Ghost of God, Jesus Christ, God himself will trouble you deep down in parts of you that uh, you never even knew about. And you will not stay in sin. God will make sure of that. That's not true, Dr. Barber. Mm -mm. 
No, you're going to change. In fact, your mentality is going to change. Your spirit is going to change. Your attitude is going to change. You say, well, preacher, you don't believe racist? I say, no, if you're, if you're saved and born again, you cannot possibly be a racist. It's impossible. I say it is impossible. See, this is what you have. You've been slow-cooked like the proverbial frog to believe that garbage. After you get saved, you may fall into adultery like David, but you're not going to stay in it, just like David did not stay in it. And we did not hear anything else about David committing adultery. He got his tail whipped real good by God. And God loved David. He was a man after God's own heart. You know one of the reasons why God called him that? A man after my own heart? Is because he was so, David was so humble that he acknowledged God in all of his ways. Before David did anything, he touched base with the Lord in most cases. And when he didn't do so, he got into trouble. Like the night with the fine black woman who was popping Bathsheba. He should have been out there with his men. But he stayed back and some believe that he stayed back on purpose because he knew Bathsheba was something else. He got into trouble. Like so many of us. And you may fall into trouble with you, but you're going to do the same thing that David did. Once you're convicted about it, you're going to confess it as sin. And you're going to ask God to forgive you and to cleanse you and to fill you with this Holy Spirit again and to use you again. That's the way of the Christian life. My friend, uh, you, no, you're going to be miserable, and you not only that, you're going to be miserable because of the punishment, the chastisement that you're going to get, you're going to get from God. See, God knows how to deal with it. You know, you're not going to get away with doing evil after you have trusted in the blood of Jesus Christ. You're not going to trample over His blood like that, man. Have you lost your righteous mind, huh? In New Testament times. Adopted sons enjoyed the same privileges as natural born sons. That's the way it's supposed to be today. As Shaq says about his stepfather, he said, no, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't get into that. And he was there for me. He was my, he's my daddy. I don't know about the other man. I mean, I met the man and everything. But the man who raised me and who... Uh, chastised me and rebuked me and loved on me and told me uh, what I could be and, and all of that. That's my daddy. I don't believe, I don't believe in calling stepdaddy. No, no, man. And, you know, believe it or not, I'm all for the nuclear family, but my grandfather left my grandmother. They broke up. They divorced. Sad to say. And I, you know, as I think about it, my grandmother was not the same after she got divorced. My grandmother had a nervous breakdown. Mentally, she was just not the same. My grandfather, I believe his name was Cleophas, my natural grandfather, uh, 
He was not even in my life. My grandfather was a man named, we call Popsy. Herman Beeman. Just an old-fashioned black gentleman. He loved me as his grandson. I, 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 I doubt very seriously if my real grandfather even had, uh, had the capacity to love me like Popsy did. Popsy would get off work late at night. He loved his grandson so much. He was just a decent man. I don't know if he was saved, but a decent gentleman. Herman Beeman, I'll never forget him. That's my grandfather. You can believe that. He was the one there for me, and it didn't bother me at all. And I love the fact that when he got off work, he would get home around 11, 11.30, he'll come wake me up, and he'll get a tray out of uh, the cabinet and throw some peanuts, you know, the peanuts in the hole, in the shell, on that pan, toss a little oil on there, throw it in the oven, he and I sit down at the table and eat some peanuts at 11.30, 12 o'clock at night. He was not supposed to do it. My grandmother was not that crazy about it. My mother and father were not that crazy about it. But we that's what he he come get me. Let's let's eat some peanuts, man. Thank God for those men and women who stepped in. They were they were you they, they were they stepped in. That's why they call them stepmother, stepfather. They stepped in. And they really in many cases became your father and your mother. And you love them because of it. It's sad to say there's some mothers, stepmothers, who love more and, uh, and love better than mothers do. Same thing for fathers. <clears throat> Glory be to God is all right. Huh? Okay? So you understand this principle then, right? We are sons of God and daughters of God, even though we have been grafted in and adopted. We're not a part of the Israelites, the chosen people of God. We are grafted in. We are Gentiles. But yet, we are brothers of Christ and sons of God. It's a beautiful thing. So instead of cowering in slave-like fear, born-again Christians can approach God in an intimate way, calling him Abba, Father. How many have you, how many of you have called on your father and he heard your prayer? He heard your cry. He took care of the situation. Even when others were against you, even when your family turned against you, even when your friends turned against you, he came through for you. That's the God we serve, Abba, Father. Abba is a Greek and English transliteration of Aramaic word, transliteration of the Aramaic word for father. Besides being adopted into God's family as sons and daughters, believers also are his children by the new birth. Yes, my dear friend, he is a good, good father. 
and the Holy Spirit, and by the way, he's the best father of all. The Holy Spirit who gives believers life testifies with not to their spirits of the fact of the new birth. Have you been born again? For Jesus said, you must be born again. Is God truly your father? Or you really don't even know God, period. You don't know him as your father. Because you have never been born again. Jesus Christ said, uh, you must be born again. How about it, dear friend, tonight as we shift Are you born again? Is God your father? Or you feel like an alien to him? You feel lost. You don't feel any connection to God Almighty. I cannot explain it to you. I can't give you what he gave me. Only he can give it to you. But I can tell you how to get it. Now on this Wednesday evening, if you are with us tonight, and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, Your first prayer needs to be what we call the sinner's prayer. First, please understand that you are a sinner. You are far away from God because of your sin. Just as I am a sinner... The Pope is a sinner. Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church, is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is as good as he may smile. And, and all of that is a sinner. We all have sinned against God. We need to understand that first and foremost. In other words, we have offended God. And that you have broken God's laws. The Ten Commandments. The Bible says in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You say, well preacher, what is sin? Lying, stealing, lusting after people and things. Do you know one of the reasons why God does not want you to lust after people and things? Because once you get them, the people and the things, they can and oftentimes will harm your life. Don't let your lust get yourself in trouble. Every, every, all of the shiny, scintillating things out there, they may look good for a moment, but once you get it, uh, you're going to see how bad it is. Stealing. Lusting after people and things, dishonoring and disobeying your parents, sinning against God, dishonoring God by taking his name in vain, and on and on. That's just five of the Ten Commandments that we all have broken. Would you admit that with me? There are other sins like adultery, fornication, uh, 
and, and, and other sins that you have committed against God, and that I have too. So second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There's a punishment for your sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. We don't die because of a car crash or cancer or cardiac arrest or the coronavirus plague. We die because of our sinful nature and our sinful choices against God. And everything we do, everything we say, everything we think is recorded by God Almighty. Do not take that lightly. And uh, if God will allow you to die, and he will, for the Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, you will die one day. And if God will allow you to die because of your sins, if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ before you leave here, he will allow you to go to the eternal burning hell to suffer for your sins forever. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. See, here's the problem in many churches today. We use the terminology, saved. are you saved? Yes, I am saved. No one asks for what? From what? What are you saved from? Nobody made that clear to me when I was coming up in church. Multiple churches with a dad as a preacher, mother as a preacher. No one ever told me about being saved from hell. I thought being saved was wearing long dresses. The men stay in church all day under the control of the women. And they act like they don't know the Dallas Cowboys are playing. And that, that was saved. And that I was not interested. I was interested in those beautiful women in those long dresses, but uh, other than that, I was not interested. If that's what saved is, I found out later that saved means being saved from hell, the punishment of my sins, which I deserve. So third, accept the fact, dear friend, that you're on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ himself preached more on hell than all of the prophets and all of the apostles in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. And sadly, he preached more on hell than most preachers living today. For in one of his shorter sermons, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Everlasting fire. Let me say that again everlasting fire. You say, I don't believe that God's going to put me into everlasting fire. Dear friend, your unbelief does not change the fact that you are on your way to a devil's hell, and if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, then that's where you're going. 
Hell is a very real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. And hell is bad news, my dear friend. But I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. That includes you. Let it be. Don't worry about it. I know you don't feel like you deserve it. I know you cannot imagine God thinking of you. But God so loved the world, Jesus Christ said. That means you. Put your name there. For God so loved Sam. For God so loved Alice. God so loved Daniel Ezekiel. God so loved Daniqua Grace. God so loved Danielle Elizabeth. God so loved you that he gave up. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, the word whosoever means anybody at any time. Red, yellow, black and white, we're all precious in God's sight. For whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish where? In hell. But have everlasting life in heaven with God. And all you have to do, you don't have to become a church member. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. I was baptized at the age of 12. I went down a dry center and came up a wet center just as lost as Hogan's goat. Lost, people. I got on the morning's bench. They kept me on the morning's bench. They they knew I had many devils, I guess. They kept me on the morning's bench for uh, almost a whole week. I saw Mitch Fonville jump up. He was bigger than me, and he, like, he was shouting on air. And uh, I said, "How can I get off this morning's bench, bench, and get this woman?" Offer of me, screaming into my ear, spitting in my ear, say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus. See, they thought repetition was how to get saved. They t- they were taught that. This literally happened. I was down on the front row of the church at the banister, and there were old uh, older women, you know, white dresses on behind me, say. Saying, say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus, say Jesus. I feel, I feel like I'm sinning by doing this right now. That's what it is. Some of you are, some of you had that experience. And what was supposed to happen by saying that like that so fast, I was supposed to speak in some kind of tone. I chose to get up and get this woman off of me. And I shouted backwards. I, I didn't shout beautiful like Mitch Fonner. They should have known I was still lost. I was not saved. I shouted backwards right out the door. Back door. I did all of that stuff. Spoken some kind of unknown tongue. It wasn't real. Said Jesus a million times almost. God have mercy upon my soul for using vain repetition. I didn't know any better. That's what they that's what they told me to do. I, all that religious stuff did not save my soul. And it will not save yours. Simply believe in your heart. 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you. So that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today. To save your soul. And he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what now? Saved from hell, man. Not saved to sit in church all day and wear long dresses and uh, all of that. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. It is as simple as that. That's all you heard Jesus say do. So do what he said. Jesus Christ is the Passover, sacrificial Lamb of God that God gave up for you to pay your sin debt. He never sinned in word, thought, or deed, but he chose to suffer and to bleed and to be humiliated and died and went to hell for you and me and went through hell for you and me and was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. And all you have to do is trust in Him. Look to Him. Pray and ask Him to save you. And He will save you. If He can save me, and if He saved me, then you can be saved too. And I'm telling you that He saved my soul. Because I hated the church. I hated my dad with a passion because he was a preacher. Uh, And uh, I hated church folk coming over to the house. With their big fat selves eating all of the fried chicken and potato salad. Before I can get mine. Oh, I had it. Man, I was running away from God in the church when I got saved. And the last thing on God's green earth that I wanted to do was preach. I don't know of any other man who used to curse and swear and say, I'm never going to preach like my dad. I did that several times. In fact, I told my friends while we were on the school bus, I am going to drive the bus to hell. That's what I said. As you know, I, was, I, was, I had lost my mind. Stupid. That's what I said. Trying to prove I was just as bad as everybody else. So, my dear friend, if God can save me, he can save you. So, if you want to be saved tonight and have God to be your good, good father, it's nothing like it. Uh, Follow me in prayer, in the sinner's prayer. Call on the name of the Lord and just simply believe in your heart. Don't trust in church baptism. Don't trust in, I need to be in a church building. No, you don't. Uh, don't trust in the morning bench, morning's bench. Don't trust in speaking in some unknown tongue or getting baptized or some other activity. It's all about simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, putting your faith and trust in Him. So follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, in heaven, I admit that I have sinned against you. 
and that I am a sinner. And I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults, such as lying and stealing, such as lusting after people and things, such as disobeying and dishonoring my parents, such as dishonoring you by taking your holy name in vain, and other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my ugly sins and to turn from my evil lifestyle and follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Lord, thank you for saving my wretched soul. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's all it takes. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Sounds easy. It is. Why would God make it hard for us as wicked and as ignorant as we are? If you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you prayed that prayer with me and meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, you are now saved from hell and you are on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have done the most important thing in life. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good. Now you go, and you have a great afterflow. Is that what we call it? Is that what we call it? Afterglow. Yeah, afterglow. <laughs> have some flow too. And uh, as we are planning to have here, as we've had for many years, that means get something good to eat. Our choice for Wednesdays, Wednesday nights down through the years, has been spaghetti. Some kind of Italian dish. 
and uh, then after that some popcorn with all kinds of good stuff on it granola yeast nutritional yeast that is uh, honey uh, trail mix all that kind of stuff and then you just chill and you relax and you enjoy the afterglow of a great service like this now you stay prayed up don't let the devil interfere with your afterglow and if you got a devil in your family that you got to have God to restrain you pray and ask God to do that so that you can have some peace in your afterglow and in your afterflow remember to pray without ceasing if the Lord tarries is coming Lord willing we'll see you tomorrow Let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for what you have done here tonight. Once again, nearly 500 Wednesday nights in a row. Lord, on the same theme, and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that from this series, thousands, yea, millions, will never forget it and pray without ceasing. Continue instant in prayer. Pray always. And remember your parable that you gave where you said men ought always to pray and not to faint. Lord, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to do it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. I'll fly away.